Ezekiel eleven nineteen, and it says, and I will give them one heart and I will put a new spirit within you. And I will take the stony heart out of their flesh and will give them a heart of flesh. Joel 2, 28 and 29, it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions. And also upon the servants and upon the handmaids and in those days will I pour out my spirit. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, Therefore, if any man, shout out, if any man, any man, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Anybody remember that day when you changed from the old person you used to be to the new person you were when God filled you with his spirit? Anybody remember that today? You remember that moment? I, I was, we were, I believe we were at, um, oh, yeah, it's my favorite store in the world now. It's Rural King. Anybody like Rural King? I moved to Southeast Ohio and I fell in love with Rural King. And uh, I just could go there and walk around for hours and just check out the farm stuff because I'm practically a farmer now. Got chickens and put up a, my first farm gate ever. And uh, I feel official now. Got the muck boots and... I love Royal King, but we were walking through Royal King, and I looked over, and there was a horse trough sitting there. And I was like, well, look at that. And I think my wife was thinking, oh, now he wants to get a horse trough. Like, what is happening? And I said, it's in one of those. And my mind went back. I said, it was in one of those that my pastor took me down in the name of Jesus. And I'll never forget that day. At the young age of seven, I remember coming out of that water, and it just felt different. Something just felt different about me at the age of seven and I'm thankful today that I can remember what it felt like that way I don't I don't ever forget you know if you forget if you forget what something feels like it's easy to stray away from what it felt like and what you got but when you remember what it felt like you can't help but to 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 get excited and be thankful I wonder if there's anybody this morning in this place that you could remember when that day took place and that if you would say, you know what, I remember it and that's enough for me to stand in my feet right now and put my hands together and thank God that he saved me, that he pulled me out of the muck and the mire, that he pulled me out of the gutter, that he pulled me out of the sin I used to live in, uh, that I'm not who I used to be. Uh, I remember what it used to be like uh, and I don't want to go back to that life, Lord. Uh, God, I thank you that you saved me, uh, that you bought me Lord God that you changed me you turned me around Lord you set my feet on solid ground Lord God I thank you Jesus God for raising me up God out of who I used to be God and making me a new creature in Christ Lord thank you for salvation today thank you for the Holy Ghost today God I thank you for it I thank you for it amen we ought to be excited we ought to be excited if you're thankful for it just just every once in a while, it doesn't matter where you're at, what you're doing in your car, just people think you're crazy, that's all right. Just put, give out a shout to God when you remember where he brought you from. Amen. Anybody ready for a miracle in the house today? Anybody ready for healing in the house today? Anybody ready to be set free in the house today? Anybody ready for salvation in the house today? Amen. Let me preach for just a minute. I feel... A wind stirring. 
I feel a wind stirring. Amen. Acts 1 and 8 says, But ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you. What kind of power are you going to receive? That you're going to receive power to look at the enemy and to tell him that he's a liar, he's a deceiver, he's the father of all lies, and there's no truth in him. That you get the power to tell him to leave your family alone, leave your marriage alone, leave your kids alone, leave your church alone. Yes, you have the ability to stand up on behalf of your church and say, take your hands off my church because you can operate in that power. Amen. You get that power. You, you get to, uh, you've got to believe that when you call upon the name of the Lord that something is going to happen. Anyone believe this morning that when you call in the name of Jesus, something actually happens? You've got to start to believe that when you pray that something is going to actually happen. A lot of times people go into prayer with their mind already made up that it's, it's just not going to happen. I'm just going to take this to the Lord and he's not going to answer. What would take place if we would actually change that mindset to, and we would come with an expectation? That's why I said on Friday night, you better come with an expectation because I'm telling you right now, something is going to happen on Friday night. But I also tell you because I felt it in prayer this morning that in the altars this morning that something is going to happen that there will be miracle signs and I'm not just speaking this to stir you up I'm speaking this because God spoke it to me that something is going to happen in his house today that someone's going to receive that miracle you've been looking for and praying for for a long time that someone's well is running dry but God's going to refill you with the Holy Ghost today that someone says I've never experienced it for myself God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh today in this house. You have to believe it. You've got to believe it. You have to believe it. I'm here to tell you that the Bible says the old things are passed away and behold, all things become new. Can I tell somebody today that yesterday, well, it's gone. Yesterday is gone. I preached a message a long time ago. This was back, I think it was probably with the youth back before I had gray hair and was slowly losing some I was preaching a message and I said that, that today is your last yesterday I'll let that one sink in for a second today could be your last Today could be your last tomorrow. This could be it. That's the reality of it all. We're not promised tomorrow. So you got to look at this today and, and, and to, that, to know that yesterday is gone. You can't get that back. You can't go back and change what you did yesterday. That tomorrow, tomorrow is uncertain because you don't know what tomorrow holds, but you serve a God that does. All you're going to be able to do is count on what's happening right now in this moment. You don't have control of anything else. You can't control yesterday. You can't control tomorrow. But you have the ability to do something today to position yourself in the presence of God that he can change your life forever. Understand that what you can do today will affect your tomorrow. When you allow God to be in today. I'm telling somebody today to get rid of your doubt and your fear. 
you've had doubt and fear that God is not going to move and God is not going to it's not going to move on your behalf that God is not going to answer your prayer I want to speak to that lie today and tell you that that is a lie from hell that God is going to move on your behalf that God is going to heal your body that God is going to heal your mind that God is going to fill you with the Holy Ghost that God is going to send that blessing that you've been waiting on God is going to do those things if you remove the doubt and the fear that the enemy has placed there I heard it said that earlier this year, I think the ladies said it in their classes they were doing, get rid of your stinking thinking. Somebody needs to get rid of it. I want you to tell somebody around you, I'm about to get my miracle today. Now I want you to look at somebody else and speak it like you actually believe it. Now look at somebody else and tell them you're about to get your miracle today. Now did you notice the difference in the volume? Because it is easier to speak it into someone else's life and then your own life. You have got to start having faith for yourself that God is going to do it for you and not just everybody else. God is going to do something for you today. God is going to do something for you today. I speak it in faith that God is going to do it. If he did it in the book of Acts, he can do it today. It's the same God. It's the same God. You just got to believe it. You've got to believe it. You got to be able to shout out, I'm about to be set free, that God is going to work on my behalf. I'm about to be filled with the Spirit. I'm, I'm telling you that God can do anything in this house today. Understand this morning what Peter was saying in Acts 10 and 34. With, then Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. I want you to understand this this morning that the gospel was for all people, not just for the Jews. So to know that God is no respecter of persons means that God will provide every person with the opportunity to receive the blessings available through the plan of salvation. Everybody. So to understand this morning that it doesn't matter what your last name is. It does not matter what family you come from. It does not matter what's setting in your bank account currently. It does not matter what nationality you are. It doesn't matter the color of your skin. It does not matter the language that you speak. He said it does not matter who you are. And when you come into this house, God has what you need just for you. It does not matter what your background is. It does not matter. You say, well, this morning, this morning I, I messed up. Or, or, Pastor, I've done too much for God to save me. No, God is saying that anybody and everybody that is willing to come to me, that individual if they open themselves up in faith and they repent and they're baptized in my name, I will fill them with that promised gift of the Holy Ghost today. God will do it for you today. His word says, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. He said, the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Luke 4.18, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of the sight to the blind and set at liberty them that are bruised. John 10 and 10 says, the thief cometh not but to steal and to kill and to destroy, but I am come that you may have life and that you might have it more abundantly. 
John 3, 16, we could probably all quote this one. This is one that everybody probably knows. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. It is the will of God that you have life more abundantly. It is the will of God that you are not killed, stilled, and destroyed. It is the will of God that everybody in this room leaves today changed. Why? Because his presence is here. Because he is here to change somebody's life today. God is here to do that. I want you to shout, I feel a wind stirring. I feel a wind stirring. Acts 2 was read already today in this service. Acts 2, 1 and 4 in this, this Sunday, Pentecost Sunday. Verse 1, it says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, and they were all in one accord in one place. They were in unity. Unity does powerful things. If we can get in unity today in this place, unity in our worship, unity with our, with our listening to the word, unity with our hearts, unity with our spirits. And it says that when they were all in one accord in one place, when they became in unity, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled the house where they were sitting uh, and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of a fire uh, and it set upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues uh, as the Spirit gave them utterance. I want somebody to understand today why you say, Pastor, why is your title, I feel a wind stirring? Uh, because I want you to understand uh, that the same wind that I just read about in Acts uh, is the same wind that is blowing in this place today. Uh, and that wind never died. Uh, it never stopped. Uh, it doesn't have a season where it comes and goes. Uh, but the wind is still blowing today I feel a wind stirring in this place I feel something stirring up in this place that same wind that was flowing in Acts is flowing today in this house there's something powerful about the wind even though you can't see it it's feared because of the effects that it can produce or the damage that it can cause we've had some crazy windstorms around here the past few months that or, or you know it has the damage, but or also has the relaxing calm that it can bring from a gentle breeze off of the ocean. Even though that you can't see it, you can feel it. I've had people say to me that isn't it hard to serve a God that you can't see? And I have to reply with not when you see the effects that He's having in your life. It's not hard when you've had that experience of Pentecost for yourself. It's not hard when you've got that fire we were talking and singing about earlier that is burning inside of you and consuming those things that are not of God. You say, it's like the wind. I can't see it, but I see what it's doing in my life. I see what it's doing in this church. I see what it's doing in my family. I can feel it when I place myself in its path. Listen to me. You will never feel God if you never place yourself in his path. You've got to place yourself in his path. You, you won't receive that miracle if you never place yourself in that path. You think about the woman with the issue of blood. She strategically placed herself where Jesus was coming. She positioned herself in his path. 
that she could get close enough just to touch the hem of his garment. And when she did, she had an experience that changed her life forever. You got to place yourself in his path. You cannot ever place yourself in his path and say, well, I don't know, understand why God's not ever touching me. I got people that, I got people that will reach out to me. Pastor, I'm dealing with this, I'm dealing with that, I'm dealing with this. I feel like everything, hell's just coming at me and just blah, 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 blah. Like, when's the last time you were in church? When's the last time you were in a service? When's the last time you placed yourself in the altar? When's the last time you placed yourself in his path? Don't be shocked that all hell's coming at you when you don't place yourself in the protection and the covering of the Lord. I'll never forget as a teenager being caught up in a straight line when we were doing the zucchini festival in Obets. Yes, there's actually a zucchini festival in Obets, Ohio. In this straight line wind, I've never experienced it before. It came out of nowhere. And we had the, the little four-legged tent set up. And, and when, that, when that wind came down, I, I, I grabbed onto the canopy with my brother and my uncle. And we were holding on to it. And um, we were trying to keep that canopy down. It was probably the dumbest decision we ever made. Uh, because it lifted us off the ground and moved us back, I don't know, 10 feet and dropped us back down. And I realized in that moment how powerful that wind really is. How strong it is when it came in just for a second. It just, it, was a, it, it just dropped out of nowhere. That straight line wind came in and it picked everything up and moved everything out. It cleared, it cleared the place in an instant. How powerful it was. I, I, I could hear uh, stories about it and maybe uh, and not understand that wind. But, but when you, you can't deny the power of something that you've experienced for yourself. Uh, I could tell you about that. But until you've experienced it for yourself, it's, it's, it's hard to explain that and understand it. But when you get into the presence of the almighty God, you can't help but feel the rushing mighty wind. That same wind that was on the day of Pentecost. It's a wind that has never died. It's still blowing today in this place. And if you've experienced it for yourself, if you've never experienced it for yourself, today is your day to experience it. Because the wind, wind of Pentecost, you see, it never dies. It's still blowing. Uh, that God is still available in this place today. A lot of people think that God has checked out somewhere, but God said, I've never checked out. I've always been available. The winds never stop blowing. You just got to position yourself in the wind. I'm closing. Maybe you're here this morning, you're asking, preacher, you're talking about salvation. You're talking about being baptized in Jesus' name. You're talking about receiving this gift. Well, what do I got to do to be saved? There are people in this place today that you say, well, I believe in the Lord. Yes, and that is awesome. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Have you received the gift since you believed in him? Because you've got to believe in him to receive him. I'll give you the words of Jesus when he was speaking to a man named Nicodemus. And he asked Jesus, he said, what must I do to be saved? In John 3, 3-7, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. 
And Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. This is scripture. This is the words of Jesus. Except a man be born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh. That which is born of spirit is spirit. He said, marvel not that I say unto thee, ye must be born again. Faith comes into play. He said, I must be born again. Yes. Okay. First thing that takes place is faith to believe that the words that Jesus spoke are true. He said, well, but my miracle today, faith is the first step to receive that miracle today. He said, well, how's that, Pastor? Because if you don't have faith that something is real, then you can't allow it to operate in your life. There's a lot of people that are in the presence of God a lot of times, but because of the lack of faith, they walk out and don't receive what he had for them. But today, on this Pentecost Sunday, I want you to understand that if you'll just simply operate in a little bit of faith, that God is saying, I am here today to do what I have promised that I would do. You have to believe it to receive it. You have to believe it to receive it. I want us to do this right this morning. I want us to stand and I've asked, I know this is a little different today. But I've asked the ministry team if they would, if they would come up and just spread out in front of the altar. Because I believe today, I truly believe that God is going to heal somebody today. I truly believe today that God can and will if you want him to, to fill you with the Holy Ghost today or to refill you with the Holy Ghost today. I truly believe and know that if you've never been baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of your sins, that you can be baptized right there and that when you come up with confidence, I can tell you because his word tells me that all your sins are washed away. God has the ability to do that today. Why? Because he is God. He is God. 2 Timothy 1 and 6 says, Therefore I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you. Through what? The laying on of hands. I believe today if you stir it up, if you activate your faith, and this is one thing I, I love. Now I heard, I heard I added on to this in my message, but Brother Matt, you shared something today to the music team. I wasn't out here, but my wife came and told me about it. I love that you pointed out that they, they went to the upper room and they tarried. They waited. What were they waiting on? The promise. What would make you go wait for something that you don't really have substance for? Why would you go wait on something? What had to be activated in their life for them to actually go to a place 
take an action and go to the upper room and wait. Faith. They didn't know how long it was going to take. They didn't know how long that was going to be, but they tarried. They waited for the promise. I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you the Holy Ghost right now, that today, today, if you will step out in faith and you will walk to the front, that God is saying, I have given a promise today that I will touch you, that I will pour out my spirit upon you, that healing will be loosed, miracles will be in this place today, that I will remove sin from you, that I will do what I have to do today because the promise is there. If someone will operate in faith today if someone will operate in your faith today I'm asking you right now just operate in that faith on this Pentecost Sunday listen the same wind is the same wind today the same God is the same God today it's the same fire that fell upon them it's the same today nothing has changed come on there's a wind that is stirring this place today miracles signs and wonders are going to be released in this place today. Come on. 